Hello, and welcome to God in the Wild, a podcast released through the Idlewild Presbyterian Church podcast channel. This episode is a part of our Advent series, released every week over the course of the Advent season. Each episode features a member of Idlewild sharing their stories from Advent and Christmas seasons throughout their lives, and how these stories have shaped their faith today. I am Elizabeth Doolin, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for joining me today through the use of podcasting technology. My name is Paige Williamson. I've been a member of Idlewild since 1987 when International Paper Company moved me and thus my family to Memphis from Connecticut. I am what is known as a cradle Presbyterian. I'm a third generation elder. My mother and my father were elders. I'm very proud of that background as I believe in the positions our church takes in today's world. Make that both Idlewild and the Presbyterian Church USA. Today I'll be sharing memories of my childhood centered around Advent and the Christmas season. Like probably all of you, the Christmas season was always special in our house. But some of my strongest memories come from events at our little 50-member Presbyterian Church in my hometown of Spring Hill, Louisiana. Population about 5,000, located a mile from Arkansas and 30 miles from Texas. It's an area known as what else but the Urklatex. No Christmas passed at our church without having a pageant showing the manger scene with wise men from the east and young children sitting around admiring the baby Jesus. If a baby had been born to someone in the congregation, there would be a real baby Jesus. Otherwise, a doll did the job just fine. Of course, there were wise men wearing colorful bathrobes to make them look like Middle Eastern travelers from afar. One year, one of the younger shepherd boys sitting by the baby Jesus was the son of one of the wise men. The boy's name was Rodney. He was perfect for the part. The right age, somewhere between five and seven, That image of him, for some reason, became seared in my young mind. It became the Christmas image standard for me that I would measure other pageants with. Of course, there was singing of Christmas carols and the reading of the Christmas story. I will say more on this subject later in the podcast. My second image involves Christmas decorations. I've always loved seeing houses decorated with outdoor lights. After much selling, I convinced mom and dad to buy a string of lights to decorate a shrub in front of our house. It looked like a tree when darkness fell. My brother and I proudly installed the lights, shouted with some measure of glee, 
when the colorful bulbs came to life. We all enjoyed seeing them. They were on the corner of our house, so they were the first thing visible as you turned into our street. One evening we went out for several hours, probably for a sporting event at the local high school. When we came around the corner, we could see that our shrub was dark. We gasped as we knew what it meant. My lights had been stolen. Robbery of anything in our small town was a rare event, especially of Christmas lights. How unchristian was that? Mom and Dad, in an effort to support my long face, said they would buy more. They and I were surprised when I said no. Even though they were disappointed too, they honored my request. I just couldn't face having it happen again. Plus, there was a sense of disappointment in our fellow citizens. How could Christmas bring out the worst in someone? That was not an easy question to answer, but I didn't want to be a source of temptation. So our shrub was never lit again. My third story involves a gift of food and much more. When I was about 14 or 15, my mother asked if I would ride to her with her to deliver a Christmas food box to a family in the country. She'd worked as a social worker in Birmingham during the Depression, so was inclined to acts of kindness like that, which gave me a quiet sense of pride. I quickly said yes as I figured I might get to drive our straight shift Chevy. We drove at a pretty young age back then. 15 was the driver's license age at that time in Louisiana. If you were 14, you were in a gray training zone in a town with one cop, you were cut a lot of slack. She directed me north into Arkansas where at that time there were no paved roads. Mom had me on not just gravel roads, but truly bad news roads, like no one lives here roads. After at least 10 miles of the now very dusty car sliding around the loose gravel, I spotted a structure ahead. It wasn't a house, just a wooden building near the road. From what I could see, there were no windows, just doors. Much to my surprise, Mom told me to pull over. I did, and we got out with the food. She approached the structure bravely like she did everything and knocked on the door. The dirtiest, smelliest man I've ever seen opened the door. Odor from the interior came rushing out. Inside was a family huddled around a fire that was smoking up the structure. There were no glass windows, just unfinished, small shutter-like doors to open for air and close to keep out the elements. I had never seen people with nothing 
literally nothing. I hope they couldn't see that I was visibly shaken. They were grateful for the food, polite, and in their own way, proud. Not one word was said all the way home. Silence was welcome as mother had just given me a multi-dimensional life gift that I would never forget. Sadly, as I look back, I never asked her how she knew of their need and how to find them or if they even survived. Before closing, I want to give you an update on my shepherd boy and the wise man in the pageant story. Through the years that followed, I kept up with his progress in school and was delighted when he chose my alma mater, Tulane University, for his college experience. He graduated with high honors. The last time I was with him was the spring of 1968. I stood next to his father, no bright bathrobe this time, but a dark suit. As we stood there, a young man addressed my shepherd boy as a mother and said the following words. On behalf of the President of the United States, the United States Marine Corps, and a grateful nation, please accept this flag as a symbol of our appreciation for your son's honorable and faithful service. I sobbed as did everyone in attendance, which included, besides his mom and dad, his fiancée, and two brothers. My shepherd boy had completed one tour in Vietnam and asked to go again. Early in his second tour, he was in a small aircraft flying a dangerous reconnaissance mission. Let's just say it did not end well. Several years later, I went to the Vietnam Memorial Hall in Washington touched his name, and cried all over again. In those times of sadness, I never saw or visualized a captain in the United States Marine Corps. I only saw my shepherd boy. Let's close with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for granting us the wisdom and the ability to reflect on our experiences of past Advent seasons. While they may not all be happy stories, they provide rich cornerstones in our faith journeys. Thank you for Idlewild and its able staff, which is working to record and pass on these memories. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have an idea for a future episode of God in the Wild, please contact me, Elizabeth Doolin, at edoolin at idlewildchurch.org. We hope that each of you have a blessed Advent and a Merry Christmas. May God be with you in the wild.